For to now I am back living in California, where it all started in the first place. And yes, I mean not yesterday, not tomorrow, not tonight, but for right to now, this moment in time, back where it all began, right? Before the pursuit of a dream or a note was ever written for me to sing. Hello everyone, and welcome to Your Talented. And our new slogan going forward is, I quote, you got my attention, unquote. I am Ingram Yes, your host coming to you on this gorgeous Monday afternoon. Well, I hope you had a great weekend and got a chance to get out perhaps to uh, enjoy it with some family members or friends. I love this time of the year. Spring, for me, really lifts my spirit. I think, you know, it's, something, it's a time when people tend to want to come together. You get out of the house, the winter is behind us, and the weather is just gorgeous. It's so inviting, and I just love it. The, the weather is not too hot, not too cold, and it offers you the opportunity to just start to enjoy life again, right? And so now that we're in the spring season, I'm looking forward to just trying to jumpstart my new beginnings here back in California. So now I return back to, to California from my my uh, five-year stay in New York City. And as I said in my previous episode, that things sort of went south for me with Ms. Roberta Flack, right? And in no fault of on her part, of course. And I'm back here in California with the uh, intentions of helping my mother out was an upcoming surgery that she was scheduled to have. But of course, after I moved back, the surgery was off. Oh, God. So I was a bit, you know, not a bit. I was really disappointed. But I didn't know whether to be disappointed because it was canceled and she wasn't having the surgery or that I left New York missing out on a an amazing opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I think that was the latter for me. Um, and I don't mean to be selfish or anything like that because, first of all, let me just say, my mother have had her share of surgeries, and this was just one more added to her list, and I really didn't want to see her going through that pain and misery again, but at the same time, I don't like to see her in pain, so if that's our only alternative, then we were all behind her, you know. So in any event, I ended up just staying in California and trying to uh, get things underway and establish a whole new uh, beginning for me all over again. And it wasn't, you know, I kind of fell in a state of depression because of what I had in the palm of my hands, right, in New York City. 
I know, I know, I know. Anybody else, of course, would have seized upon that opportunity. And rightly so, right? I I don't know if it's just part of who I am or what, but yeah, I let a golden opportunity slip through my hands. So now that I'm back in Sacramento and trying to get reestablished, I find myself, I'm, I'm living with my mom, helping her out at, at every turn. And then I eventually found myself, you know, getting part-time work uh, when I signed up with one of the temp agencies here in Sacramento. And I did that off and on, you know, that came and went from assignment to assignment. And then on occasions, I would work for her. You know, my mother and I had such a great relationship, and I never really liked to see her work so hard. She was always a janitor for the most part of her employment years, right? And I can recall, even as a young girl from the ages of 13, 14, 15 years old, my mother would wake me up out of the bed, you know, when everybody else was sleeping and come into my room and nudge me and ask me, you know, Sharon, you want to go with me this morning? You know, now, come on. <laughs> I'm a teenager, you know, 13, 14 years old. And sometimes I think even a little younger, but I certainly remember as a young teenager, she would co- come to my room and, and wake me up. And I just couldn't say no to her unless I was just not feeling well or I didn't have school or whatever like that. And, um, of course, then she wouldn't bother me if I had school. But, yeah, many a times I would go and get up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. My mother would have to be at her job like at 6. Sometime it was early as 5. But in any event, you know, I'd go and help her do her errands and sometimes she would go to different locations if she had contracts with different employers and she's running all around town trying to make this little money right and I would help her you know clean those offices buildings and bathrooms up and my mother taught me how to buff floors wax floors and I mean thoroughly white glove clean you hear me And uh, I thank God for those lessons now, you know, um, because I'm pretty good at knowing how to clean up. (laughs) I have heard a thing for that. But yeah, so that was my grind after I got back until I eventually moved out because I met someone else. Before I go into that, we're going to take a break at this time and we'll come back um, with a musical note to take us into the second half of the uh, episode. Stay with us. Can anyone make me an offer I can't refuse? Tell me good news to follow. Like anyone else, I want the best in life and love without sorrow. I fall every time love crosses my mind. Flat on my face from rushing. I depend on you to draw the line. When friendship turns into loving, it's just one of those things. I can't seem to keep myself contained. It keeps happening again. 
Every time I think you're interested is just one of those things. When boy meets girl, her world has changed, so maybe I'll play it cool. I think cool is what you're used to. Thank you so much for staying with us. I hope you liked that selection. It's just one of those things, right? Life is a constant ride of highs and lows, twists and turns, and none of us never really know where it's all going to lead us to. My pastor used to tell us this, this expression, and I quote, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow, unquote. And I can agree with that, because only God truly knows. So now here I am starting a new back in sack. And one day I was on this temp assignment and I met a beautiful woman. She really connected right away. You know, we bonded, started dating, and before you know it, <laughs> I looked up and we were living together. You know, love is oh, a beautiful thing. You never know really where it's going to lead and to what extent, you know, or depth that it could take you. But this relationship really was a refreshing and a good start for me, especially considering what I had just came through with uh, my New York experience. And I also have to say with that experience, aside from me rather blowing a golden opportunity with the legend, me and my girlfriend there was really having, going through a turmoil sort of relationship and it wasn't working. And I knew, unbeknown to Roberta Flack, I had to get out anyway. It was just crazy. And I didn't want to go into no great detail with her about my, you know, troublesome relationship that I was having with the very woman who was trying to hook me up with her. But I don't want to go back down that, down that road. So now at this time, we are living together and really just in love and enjoying one another's company and doing things. And so I started to, you know, kind of focus my energy and attention on the relationship and um, just trying to come into my own again. Now, at this time, I wasn't writing very much anymore or singing. You know, I kind of settled down from that. And uh, aside from any time that I would spend, of course, with my girlfriend, I would be with my mother. And once once my mother found out that I did have, you know, another interest in my life, of course, she didn't take too kindly to that. It took her a little while to, to warm over with that because she knew at that point that my time and attention was going to be diverted elsewhere, right? Uh, which it was. I... You know, once I moved in with this young lady, and I have to say, it didn't happen till a year later. You know, we dated and whatnot off and on 
for a good year before I actually made the move to move in with her. And so with that being said, it sort of put a damper on my relationship, you know, with my mother, because again, she kind of frowned upon it. It took us a little time for all of us to get on the same page. And in the meantime, I went back to work and I found myself pursuing um, to, you know, because I missed being out there into the music world, into arts, right? I'm always seeking some sort of contacts or connections in the performing arts, whether it's singing, dancing, writing, acting, you know. So I came across this um, company called uh, Broadway Review, and they used to put on these annual showcases of uh, like a Broadway performance, you know, like something you would see on 42nd Street, you know, on Broadway in New York City. But of course, it was on a much lower scale, you know, um, smaller scale here in Sacramento. And so I went to that and I auditioned and I got it. And what they did, like I said, they put on, it's like a musical review. There's singing, dancing, a little acting in it, storytelling, um, a performance. And I did this for like three years in a row after I got back from, from New York. And I loved it. I, you know, had different parts throughout each performances. I think a couple of times I led songs and I was also part of an ensemble but I never had a leading role. It was something that I was always like a, a supporting cast or I did different ensembles with other members in the in the show. And it ran every year around the fall, September, August, September in that time of year. And I just started to look forward to that. I just really enjoyed it. At that time, of course, it was a lot of people. These reviews had, oh my God, 80, 70, 80 people in the actual showcase. It was a lot of people. But it was a lot of fun. At the same time, they drew really big crowds. And at this time now, I'm in my early 40s. Yeah, I am, what, 41, 42 when I'm doing this. But yeah, it, it was fun. It was re really fun. And afterwards, you know, we'd have a party and celebrate. And my friends and family came out, you know, they were supportive of that. And I really was appreciative of that as well. Well, all right, before we take a break, I'd like to pose a question to you. And this question is basically dedicated to the women. You know, now that I'm in a place of love and romance, I'm just kind of feeling in that amorous state of mind, right? So in this song, can you love another woman? Has anybody ever made you an offer that you can't refuse, in other words? I'm going to share with you my take on that question and how I answered it. Can you love 
another woman be the mistress to the missus can you love another woman the way you wanna be loved if she offer you a trip to the moon take you sailing however you're willing and pamper away your wounds can you love another woman be the mistress to the missus can you love another woman the way you wanna be loved if time taught you a lesson in art of the experience you shared together her nature is such that when her love is touched it's a pleasure you'll treasure forever and ever well all right we're going to take a break at this time and we will come back on the other side Stay with us. Thank you so much for staying with us. Now, these last two songs that I shared with you, they came from a real place and real life experience. And when I wrote them, it, they just flowed. And I hope you liked them. Now that the Broadway review is behind us and me and my girlfriend is just living our lives. I had started back to work and everything. I wanted to get back into the studio because I was writing so many songs still and I felt like so many of these songs really just need to be put on wax. Just, you know, get this stuff recorded. But that wasn't easy to do because one, studio work is very expensive. The time vested, the artists that you pay for, the engineering, it's just so many different um, factors that go into it. And it's something that you don't take lightly. When you go into a studio, you're serious, okay? Because you know you're getting ready to drop some money. And so I remember one day I was at work and a coworker was telling me that she knew someone that I could possibly use to record a couple of my songs. And at first, you know, this young lady I didn't think too much of. It was just someone I knew in passing at the job. But she actually was one of the girlfriends to the old classic group called Tony, 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 right? And I was like, what? Yeah, she said, I'm dating one of the guys in the group. And, um, 
At first, I didn't know quite how to take it, but she had piqued my interest, right? And um, so I let her hear my music, and we exchanged numbers, and she finally eventually got around to giving me his number. We made the connection, and their band or their group and studio, should I say, was in Oakland, California. Now, Oakland to Sacramento is just a hop and a skip away. It's not even a hop, skip, and a jump. It's just a hop and a skip, baby. And once again, I thought, I could do this, you know? And so, yeah, I made arrangements to connect with one of the guys in the band. I think the young man who she was dating was Raphael Shadik's cousin, because they were all related, right? And so anyhow, I started working with them, and I had two totally separate songs that they actually produced. And I really was so excited about that experience because they ended up using one of their other cousins, which was a female young lady, who I wanted to do one of my lead songs. So I, I selected her to do a lead song instead of myself. And this girl had an amazing voice, just one that I just always loved. Her sound was really undeniable. She she was just extremely talented. Then I come to learn she did background work for a lot of major artists in the industry. So this young lady stayed busy as a background singer, studio singer. And, you know, that's very lucrative in itself, you know, just doing studio work for some of the, you know, established artists out there already. What? If I could, I would do it. And she came to the studio one day and, you know, introduced herself. And she was more than willing to sing my song. And I was quite, you know, humbled and grateful for her to step in and lay down this one track. I mean, she did justice to it that made me sound like Sharon Hire her for all your work. <laughs> That's what I really wanted to do. You know, I need to just shut up and let this lady blow. Because, and I told her, I was really impressed with her work. And so that's what we did. We we uh, stayed in the studio, and I was going back and forth from Sacramento to, to Oakland for, gosh, for almost a month, working on two songs, just trying to get it polished tight, you know, and perfected to a T. And we did. I mean, I loved it. These songs haven't been shared with you on, you know, on the previous episodes yet, but I will, you know, give you a sample of those songs as well. All right, thank you so much once again for sharing your time with me as I shared my story and my my music with you. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. At this time, we're going to share our episode disclosure, which is all material and content shared on this episode is copywritten 2021, all rights reserved. And to all those naysayers out there, here's our tagline. 
Don't hate me because I'm talented. Celebrate me because I am. Thank you.